So this is uh, the last totally spoiled podcast. Way to hit it right off the bat there, Brian. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Brian Fink, April. Uh, we'll talk about why this is the last totally spoiled podcast coming up. I, I guess there were better ways I could have started this episode. You, you know what? I could have Just... like thrown that in like at the end. Like done the podcast and then at the very end go. It's like that person in outfield. I got it. I got I got and drop the and ball. And move it. Just, yeah. yep. Did you okay. just, I dropped the ball? Wow. <laughs> uh, by the way, there was big news about 13 Reasons Why. We're going to talk about that coming up. Also, Netflix's Then Came You. For this being the last episode, we've got a ton of stuff to get to. Yeah, no kidding. And the legend Steve Gutenberg is going to be on the Totally Spoiled podcast. Uh, I got a chance to talk to him about not only Police Academy and about being an iconic character in mm -hmm. film. Uh, also talked about his new movie, Miss Arizona. Also talked about the ghost in Three Men and a Baby. You know about the ghost, right? I don't know about the ghost. You need to go back... We'll talk about it coming okay. up. Okay. At Brian Fink, at April on air. Welcome to the very last Totally Spoiled podcast. Keep rubbing it in. <laughs> Warning. We cannot be held responsible for the spoilers ahead. Are you ready for this? This is the Totally Spoiled podcast with Brian Fink and April Diamond. No! Can you believe that we have been doing this for over a year? Time flies when you're having fun, I've been told. I guess so. Like, this is episode 69, like, every week for over a year. We'll, we'll, we'll get to why this is the last episode of the Totally Spoiled podcast uh, coming up really quickly. There was some big news from the creators of 13 Reasons Why. I texted you about it last night. Did you get a chance to see why? Yeah, I did, and I'm still trying to figure out what side I'm on. Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence with it, too. So if you didn't hear the big news, they decided to edit out the very controversial and graphic suicide scene from the end of season one. Yeah, see, my, my question with it is I'm still processing whether I agree or disagree with it, um, as I said, is... Why wait this long? It was over two years. This over was episode years. one or episode season one. You know, you, you would have thought if it was something that was like just came out. Yeah. If it was something that just came out and you addressed it, you know, head on fair enough and do something about it. It would have been much earlier. Not to say that the people that have watched it have already watched it and that haven't haven't. But I feel like whatever impact it made, depending who that viewer is, has been done yeah i don't right? i don't know why they decided now of all time i do know that season three is about to drop mm -hmm. so you kind of look at it and it's like okay well maybe they did it as like a publicity stunt to kind of know. bring 13 reasons why back into everybody's mouths uh but i, I posted about it yesterday and just like us it was very bipolar how, how people felt about it. Uh, mm -hmm. Laura said you might as well take out the whole show since it was literally uh, an increase in teen suicide, which we talked about right. when we totally spoiled it. Uh, Ray Ann said suicide is real and it's about the ones you leave behind with so many questions. Your family feels responsible. That's the hardcore truth about it and it should never be censored. Which... I 
I, that's a that's a bold statement, but there's a lot of truth in that. There, there all, very much very is. True. And uh, Alita said they didn't uh, enjoy how the show romanticized suicide, but then mm. to see her actually die in the tub in a pool of her own blood and watching her mother finding her, that's what suicide really looks like. And mm. hopefully that would make kids stop and think. And I, I kind of feel the same way. I, I look back at it, and of course this was over two years ago, and I was kind of going back and forth with my friend Beth, who she feels like it should have been taken out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of look at it as it did romance. And we said this. For me, I'm like, oh no. But for other people that are triggered by that or oh god i don't want to say enthused what's the word i'm looking for um curious by it then i could see how it could influence them to make such a decision but that's also up to everyone's own interpretation and to be brutally honest state of mind right and and that's kind of what i'm saying by it the fact that let's say you are suicidal going into it or you're depressed and you're watching the entire show and you're thinking to yourself, you know what? This is a good way to get out. I mean, mm-hmm. she did it. It's a good way to get out. I kind of feel like you get to that last scene and then you see the reality of it. And that would hopefully make you go, whoa, whoa oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you know, I... Maybe I I, that's maybe their, that's not the route to go. Yeah, I I think that's the objective of of the creators of the show. It's to deter you from it. Um, but I I can understand where where you and your friend is saying how it kind of again I don't, I don't want to say glamorized it, but romanticized it. it. Um, it's just tough to look at any situation like that and consider that be the result or the objective of it. But again, it has to do with the viewer and kind of where their state of mind and all that being said is. you know we kind of looked at that last episode and even looking back at it or the last scene of that last episode of season one and i kind of agreed it didn't need to be there like i i think they could have done it without being as graphic, graphic. but like you said i think they did it for a reason to show the reality of it and to show by it being that graphic. I was reading um, an article on it. I think it was actually by the New York Times. Um, I I guess I didn't realize when I watched it how long it was. They said it was about a three-minute scene. Was it really? A three. And it made me want to go back and and um, and see it. But then I was like, you know what? I, I think I'm fine because it was tough enough watching it the first time. But a three-minute scene, which kind of goes back to what you're saying. It wasn't necessarily needed to prove a point. But maybe it made that point that much more deep. And even uh, even I, as I, we're talking about it, I'm kind of reliving this scene in my head right now. And yeah. I, can, I can kind of see how it was three minutes because she gets in the tub, she sits there and then slits the wrists oh. and then yeah. and then lays there as she bleeds out. And then even with the, very graphic. the mom coming in and finding, oh my God. It's very, it's very graphic. I'll say that much. I don't think it needed to go that in depth. And I think to make a point, you could have done it without the length and graphicness of it. But, you know, there can be several reasons as to why the directors chose to 
include that scene. But I think going back to it, it's all of a why now? Right. I, why, right. Why two yeah, years later? Yeah. And why two years later? And now, you know, that, I mean, we've known they were going to come out with another season, but so close to, you know, another season coming out. I, I think in the same article I read, it was going to be coming out towards the end of summer. I, I don't think there was a date that they had posted. If there was, a, I, I didn't see. Yeah, not a specific date, but I, I, I'm if I'm quoting it correctly, I believe it's towards the end of the, the summer. But um, yeah, I'm, it's very interesting that just all now and why. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I would say on to happier things, uh, but nope. Netflix's then came you. <laughs> yeah, why Whoa. you told me to watch this? Because uh. it was so good. But yes, just like you texted me, and I'll be the first to admit it, full on ugly cry. Uh. I mean, like I was blubbering at the end of it. I Yeah, I was good for about the first, fair enough, 90% of it. The last, the last about... <laughs> 20, 20 minutes of it were rough. I could not keep it together. And it was so funny because my mom was actually sitting next to me and I could like, I could, I could hear and feel her heavy breathing through certain moments, <laughs> right. but like she was not crying. She's kind of looking over me without actually verbally saying out loud, like, what is wrong with you? Are you okay? Oh, she wasn't crying with you? No, but she's not much of a crier. And when she cries, it's when it's something family related that personally affects her or her family. Where I, I'm a crier through movies. I'm not a crier so much in reality or with things happen to me. And then when I do, it's either something pretty serious or it's something that angered me. So I that's normal of me. I freaking cried through a Pokemon scene in a Pokemon movie, <laughs> for goodness sakes, because Pikachu was like going through something for <laughs> there's the humor for this episode. <laughs> so like I'm a movie crier. Uh, I think that's how I let out my my emotions on a softer side. You know, I don't know. It was it was funny. Like I could tell she was affected by it, but she wasn't crying by it. And I'm like, I can't keep it together. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, towards the end, I was Niagara Falls if oh. Niagara Falls was ugly crying. <laughs> if you don't know what Then Came You is about, it's about a uh, guy who it kind of thinks he's dying and a girl who is actually dying from cancer yeah and they put together well she puts together a to die list because mm -hmm. they're in group uh kind of getting through cancer group and they do a to die list and as it goes along she kind of starts out with stupid stuff on her to die list yeah like punching somebody in the face <laughs> check uh, and then as she's getting sicker and sicker it leads to her realizing the severity and trying to put together a real to-die list. Yeah. And uh, it had Maisie Williams, who is amazing. She was in Game of Thrones. I didn't know who that was. You didn't know that was no. a girl? Uh, it was Arya. 
Yeah, I had no idea. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was incredible no in Game of Thrones. Uh, the few episodes that I saw. <laughs> incredible. Uh, and then she was incredible in this. And then Ken Jeong, who played the cop, was hilarious. I, I gotta say, I gotta thank those two cops in there because this yes. was a pretty heavy movie. And they really gave it that inspiration bit of lightheartedness it needed. <laughs> I love him and his partner too. I didn't know who she was either. I think that's why I liked this film because I didn't really recognize any of the actors and actresses. It was it was you know it wasn't glamorized. Well, you recognize the dad, right? The dad is a comic that's in like um, all the. I did, but I couldn't recall where I've seen his he's face been or in what Talladega I've seen. Nights. He's okay. Like, he's in all maybe, those comedies. Maybe that's that's from where. Okay, I did recognize his face, just couldn't pinpoint from where or what. But this so. was kind of a serious role for him, whereas you know yeah. he's normally playing like Anchorman, where he's playing like the the full on comedy roles. This totally, was a great serious role for totally him. Totally reverse roles. So do you have, a? and I don't want to say it's a to die list because thankfully we're not dying that we know of. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, I came close. Oh my but gosh. Didn't get me. You, uh, you're, you're still here with us. Still here. Uh, but do you have a, I guess it would be a bucket list? I was going to say that's what that's what I've call it and and I do have one um nothing as crazy as punching somebody in the face yeah no I haven't done that I mean she <laughs> checked that off her list but no no I have not done that so what's on your bucket um, list like do you actually have one written out or is it just oh I want to do that like in your head no I actually have like a, a journal at home where I've been able to cross some stuff off my list like I was very thankful and humble to say two of those big things I was able to do within the past year, which was one, go to the Great Barrier Reef in Australia. Um, and then the other one was uh, Fifi, or as they pronounce it, Pipi Island in Thailand. Um, Learn something new every day. Yeah. Um, so those were two big things. And of course, Cuba. Yeah, Cuba was never really on that list, but it was, it, I definitely could have added it. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't a destination where I was like, I need to go. Um, but on those trips, I also on the list was going shark diving. Couldn't really bring myself to do it. And the uh, situation where I could have, it was in a place in the coast that was several hours away. It wasn't convenient. Um, also getting in a tub with spiders. Oh, my I, God. I have a serious phobia of spiders. So it's almost like one of those things. Absolutely. To overcome. And wait, um, have you done that? Or that's on the bucket list? No, that's on the list. Oh, oh, like that gives me the heebie-jeebies. That's on. The, it is. And that's why it's like I would like to I would like to do it. Jumping out of a plane I did several years ago. That was on it. Um... To really on on a like more sappy note, like on the on the list was to one day do a podcast with Brian Fink. <laughs> Shortly coming to an end. Coming to an end. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. I wrote a few down, um, but I before I even go into more, like, do you have any? Like, is there anything that that's on on your list? So I I was thinking about this last night and I tried to come up with a list. I don't have mm-hmm. a list out. Okay. And I, I don't know if it's because thankfully I'm not dying or because I've been able to do some amazing stuff. I, 
but it was very hard for me to come up with a list. I don't, maybe it's because mm. I'm boring. Maybe it's because I'm a simple guy, but I mean, I've, I've done my dream job. I've gotten on stage in front of tens of thousands of people. Uh, I Like you said, I've jumped out of a plane multiple times. I mean, mm-hmm. that was definitely something that I wanted to do. I've bungee jumped. I've done almost every roller coaster that I've had the opportunity to do. Uh, I've been in love. I've, I have two kids. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, oh, Jesus. I, I've met with celebrities. I've swam with dolphins. So, like, I've done all of this amazing stuff. That it was really hard to come up with a list. So I I came up with a short list. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing exciting. Because I, like, I don't have that going to Thailand. I, I don't have like specifics like that. Like certain landmarks are really... Because you, like, you I, haven't even... You haven't left the country, have you? Well, I, so Outside Canada. Outside of Canada. Yeah, Canada, yeah. US, and Bahamas. That's the only places so I've like been. You've, you've been in North America. Yeah, that's, that's pretty it. much it. Um, no, except the Bahamas, because no I don't think like, the Bahamas is considered North America. Yeah, it's, it's within is this it? continent. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, mm-hmm. you, learn, you learn a second thing yep. every day. Uh, but I, I mean, I want to go to Australia. I want to go to Paris and England. Those are places I want to go, but it's not like I've got it on my bucket list. Like and that's, again, that's like one of my other. I want to be on all seven continents. And I think I've knocked all out minus too but like that's a big like that's a big thing for me like for you is like within your realm and your work and those achievements or whatnot i i i love travel or meeting different things or people so it's funny how you even hear that for bucket list how how they're different for everyone else like just what your interests are and i think it's you know you've been able to do traveling wise which leads you to other adventures you've been able to do a lot more exciting stuff but again I'm a very simple guy. So like stuff on my bucket list is like get married. Yeah. And not necessarily for the marriage, just to have somebody to grow old with. Mm-hmm. So that's something that that's something that's on there. Um, I want to have enough money to be able to travel wherever I want and not have to worry about packing so that I don't have to deal with because that's like my stress with traveling really? is dealing with packing, dealing with security Dealing with all, I, I, you should see me, when I'm packing, I always overpack. So really? I, yeah. That's so, funny. and it's always at like two o'clock in the morning when I fly out at like five. So I don't want to. see, that's still me, but I'm still that person with a little backpack. Like when I went to Thailand for 10 days, I had the backpack that was on my back. And I, that I was it. I don't want to worry about, like, I want to have enough money that I can literally hop a plane with just a small bag that's got like deodorant. Cologne, Listerine strips, Listerine strips, chapstick. chapstick, underwear, and that's it. And then be able to like <laughs> whenever I land in Australia, I can buy whatever I want to wear or figure it out. Yeah, I get there wearing what I'm wearing, and then when I'm done, I buy my next wardrobe mm-hmm. so that I don't have to worry about that. Uh, I want to punch somebody in the face. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, so you uh, no. you two no. have that in common. <laughs> All right. If I said to you right now, please don't test that on me. I will walk off this freaking. Well, it is our last one. That's one way to make an exit. No, I I don't want to punch somebody in the face. Like that is (laughs) nothing that there is nothing in me that 
wants to <laughs> feel my fist against like I I I can't grasp the concept. Bloody knuckles don't entice you. No, mm. not at all. Okay. Uh, I do want enough money to be able to, and this is I, I guess because of the position I'm kind of in, but to run whatever tests need to be run, as many as need to be done, so that I can be healthy again. So I don't have to be literally in pain almost every day of my life. But see, that's a thing where I would say those are things that money cannot buy. But, because if there's, you can run tests. But literally money can buy that. <laughs> your health? Money can buy the tests that will figure oh, out geez. what's going on. So if there's anything that literally money can buy. Oh my God. <laughs> that would be you, it. You sound like the guy that's in this movie. There's a name for that. I And it's I'm drawing a blank on it right now that... They have fear that every little thing that happens to them or any ache or inch or pain, it's like, I need to go get it tested. It's a hypochondriac. Hypochondriac. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. And he was straight up a hypochondriac. I'm not oh, yeah. keeping like a, a journal. A checklist? A journal <laughs> I'm not doing that. But Bless his heart. My health kind of leads us into this next discussion. Mm-hmm. And before we get to Steve Gutenberg, um... This is our last episode of the Totally Spoiled Podcast. And, you know, as you know, if you've listened, you know that April and I not only do this podcast, but we do a ton of other stuff around here. Like we have a lot of not just like like everybody's got a job and they have a lot of responsibilities. We wear like eight million hats. And so we've got a ton of stuff to do. Um, like if you don't know, for example, uh, Brian Fink here, <laughs> in I'm case sorry, you're who? confused, <laughs> this is not April speaking. The one that sounds like the guy. Uh, I am a production director for five of the radio stations here at iHeartMedia Tampa. I'm program director for Evolution. I am on the air on 93.3 FLZ and Mix 100.7. Uh, I do a syndicated countdown show that I record. We do the podcast. I mean, so there's... A lot of stuff. Yeah. Now, April, not Brian. <laughs> the one that sounds like a girl. The one that sounds like a girl. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I get it. The list is is long. Um, for, as far as managing all the promotions and marketing aspect of of Roomba 106.5 here in iHeart, I do that. Shortly starting on air shifts as well with the station that I, I, I overlook, which is Roomba as well. Um, I handle um, a lot of, for lack of other words, to go into too much detail, there's a huge portion of my family finances from my father's passing that my brother and I just took on instead of hiring an attorney or hiring, you know, someone else to get into your family business. My brother and I on a quarterly basis kind of have to do a job of accounting and financing and what a lawyer would do. And that takes up a lot of my time mentally and emotionally. Um, I used to perform and travel and that was a huge part of my life that I now had to cut back because so much of my job here requires me to be active here um, but still teach dance to tons of sweet little kids that was on the possible chopping block for this year but couldn't get the heart to give it up so I'm renewing for another year teaching here in Tampa. Which congratulations on that. Thank you. So like I said as long as I can still do it that's another year that I'm going to be dedicated to another huge part of my life that I don't talk about much, but is just as important, if not more important than, than this. And, um, 
it's uh look we all have busy lives we all have busy lives and sometimes it's a matter of giving and taking and even if it means having to give things you really do enjoy such as this to just kind of open up more opportunities either professionally or personally in other departments and again we're not saying all this stuff to say you know god we're so much busier than anybody else absolutely not but it's the fact that sometimes it's just a little too much and if you've also been listening then you know that i've been dealing with a lot of health issues and i've been dealing with not only the stuff of my appendix that you know came and went you know thank god Mm -hmm. i'm better after that but i've been dealing with back and spine issues and shoulder issues for almost three years where I am in constant pain every single day of my life. And I never really understood that before. Like I would always hear about people being in constant pain every day. And I, I never really understood the toll that it could take on you until I'm dealing with it. And these spine issues are literally my entire upper and lower frame I'm in pain every single day and it's exhausting. It is. I, I was talking to Randy yesterday about it. I'm like, like I'm going to, I'll try to keep it together. But I mean, it's, it's literally exhausting. Um, and I, as horrible it is to say, I kind of see how people go down a slippery slope of getting addicted to like painkillers and everything and muscle relaxers. Now I'm not doing that mm-hmm. and I'm not even taking that stuff yet. <laughs> hopefully <laughs> but, not ho- at hopefully all. Hopefully not can... at all. Um, but I see how somebody can go down that route because you just literally want to do anything to stop the pain. And I, I think that plays a lot into it. If I was 100% healthy, I probably still could do the workload and pile more onto me and I could probably do it. But the fact that I'm doing it with all the pain, like I went to my mom's last night and we were just talking and like my fuse is so short right now just because I'm tired and I'm in pain and and it's just exhausting. Yeah. No, I I hear and I think it goes beyond me just saying that we all wish you the the, the best in, in that journey and figuring out what that happy medium is or as many people say, learning to make not the disadvantages but the issues work with you instead of against you and that's a process to go through on a much I don't want to say minor scale on a different scale I think I was talking to you about this and I've been on the fence back and forth about you know valuing one's own time who do you spend that time with why do you spend that time with um, learning to just kind of be by yourself and appreciate yourself and your body and your mind. Um, I'm on day three and oh my God, I've talked to a few people in the office about this and they're like, the first three days are the worst. Damn it, they are. <laughs> like I'm doing a 45 get your shit together April challenge where um, no starchy carbs, which is like the, oh the rice. God. And this is a Hispanic talking that can eat rice and beans and tortillas every day. Like no starchy carbs. So that again, means I, I'm still doing fruits. I'm still doing other things that contain some more natural sugars or different components of sugars or carbs, but no breads, no rice, no rice, no crackers, cookies, chips, and even furthermore, um, alcohol of any sort, of any sort, um, to just kind of see how I feel. 
Um, because even in this industry, you're constantly having to mix and mingle and clients here and clients there and, and, and that's food. And, that, and food everywhere. I, I, I don't even carry sweets really much at my own house, but um, it's so easy to get thrown into um, a situation, especially when it's your job and everyday life and you have this all in front of you to be like, you know what? No, like I'm, I'm not going to do it. And not to say that even what I'm giving away is bad in moderation, but I'm choosing to just completely walk away from it all um, to see how I feel. I've kind of let you in, but I think you've learned or known from me that I'm a little bit more of a more personal person from what I share on social media and even with the people around me. Um, kind of been going through a lot mentally um, that sometimes can be better or worse than physical. Like, And it's learning how to deal with your physical pain and mental pain. And it's a decision I'm taking myself kind of even with moving forward with, you know, taking a hiatus from this podcast, you know, for whatever extended amount of time that means focusing on yourself, because at the end of the day, you are your greatest piece of artwork. And if you don't focus on yourself, can't really help others or do that effectively. Two things. I think you're going to feel absolutely amazing after this, even though it's like it's like the whole 30 diet. You know, people go through that and like yeah. hit that stage like 15 days in where they want to kill somebody yeah. or eat a small child. <laughs> Yikes. Um, <laughs> so you're probably going to reach that point. Uh, and second Hopefully of all, <laughs> so I shouldn't come to your office anymore for candy? Is that what you're saying by this? If you want to come to my <laughs> office for veggie bites and walnuts <laughs> and pumpkin seeds oh yay be my guest i'm gonna be there right after this show <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah no more candies or wow. breads or sweets and Been nice knowing uh, you. <laughs> and no more five o'clock happy hour cheers at my desk at least for a solid month and a half been nice knowing you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've got some great supporters in this building and other ones that it's like Geez, what's happening to you? I was like, I'm loving myself. Right. You know, not to say I won't introduce it again, but all in moderation. That's all I'm saying. Live your best life, as people say all the time, and that's different for everyone. But at the same time, love yourself and take care of yourself. Don't expect anyone else to do it because no one's going to do a better job at it than yourself. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. So that would be why we're kind of putting the podcast on hold. You know, who's to say that a few months down the line, if I find a miracle drug or a miracle needle or or something that gets me all better. Adios mio. Yeah. And, you know, you're able to get through everything as well that, you know, we we create a podcast yeah. again or we come back to the Totally Spoiled podcast. But until that time, it's just we both need a little time to to get our shit and together. And hey, it's all in it's all in a positive reflection. Like we're at a good place and I think we can both no, say this. No, to no. be to, to be fair, I think there's a lot that we're thankful for and we're both when compared to many other things, people or situations at a good place, but it's never when you start getting to a point where you're just comfortable or stop growing whether it's mental or physical, that's where you start developing too. So I think it's fair that we're both spending time on on our own selves and reflecting in with 
our heart and our hands are so grateful for everyone that's been with us from the get-go you know to to the end and all the in-between and we've had an amazing time doing this we're not stopping it because we can't stand each other as much as we joke about that you um, know speak for yourself <laughs> on that note <laughs> and, and yeah. we're talking like we're not going to still see each other like every day unfortunately <laughs> that's still the case so like, I won't be seeing you for candy stops in my office like right now I'm writing in your yearbook keep in touch <laughs> or see you after the summer or something. Can't get away from you that easily. <laughs> uh, but before we put an end to this uh, final episode of the Totally Spoiled Podcast, got a chance to talk to the legendary Steve Gutenberg, uh, <laughs> who has not only been in Police Academy, Cocoon, Three Men and a Baby. Uh, his new movie is Miss Arizona that's actually in select theaters on Friday and drops on digital and on demand. Got a chance to talk to him. So here is Steve Gutenberg on the Totally Spoiled Podcast. Steve, how are you this morning? Great, Brian. Thanks for having me on your show. No problem. It is an absolute honor welcoming you to the show. I mean, you are absolutely, in my eyes, a legend for Police Academy, Short Circuit, Three Men and a Baby. I mean, should I just keep going? Oh, man, keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, your new movie, Miss Arizona, hits select theaters and digital and on demand this Friday. Steve, thank you for being with us. Uh, You know, you start in Police Academy from 84 to 87. Three years of being Officer Mahoney. At what point do you start believing that you're actually an officer in real life? That's an interesting question. Um, uh, I, I always think that if uh, people link to my t- Twitter or Instagram or Facebook pages, you'll see that I'm actually a little bit deeper than that guy. But I'm so <laughs> grateful. Uh, years ago, I, I had a conversation with Harrison Ford. and He was talking about Indiana Jones and how lucky you are as an actor if you do get one, one character that stands out. But I've been very lucky with a lot of movies that I've done that uh, have been commercial successes and, uh, and critical successes. So, you know, this is my 43rd bit year in the business, and I feel like the luckiest guy in the world. It's incredible that you've been doing movies for over four decades, like you said. Yep. What's one of the biggest things that you've noticed that has changed in the industry through the years? Well, the delivery system has changed. You know, years ago, um, it would be, you could only really see them on, in, in, in the theater or on television. But now, you know, you could see them on your phone, you can see them uh, at, on, your, on your home uh, on monitor, you can see them um, on, uh, on your watch. You know, you can see movies anytime you want, anywhere you want, which I think is a great, a great exposure for everybody. Absolutely. And I, I got to be honest with you, Steve, because I wouldn't want to die knowing that I lied to Steve Gutenberg. Uh, I don't know if it was the screener link that I got for Miss Arizona or the Wi-Fi on the plane, but I wasn't able to watch the full movie. Oh, man. Well, I'm sure that hopefully that was just a singular problem uh, because it's a really terrific movie directed by uh, Autumn McAlpern, uh, and it's really a wonderful movie about women's empowerment and the trans movement. Um, and uh, this is a day of equality, and I'm so glad that we were able to do a movie about the equality of everybody. And the story is about Joanna Brady, who's a wonderful actress, also stars Missy Piles and Dana uh, Wheeler-Nicholson. And Joanna plays a, a, a woman who's looking for purpose. She stumbles upon a woman's shelter, and there she finds out that they need money. So she joins a drag contest to win money for the, um, for the, uh, the, home, the shelter. 
And uh, I play a uh, villainous drag queen <laughs> who's trying to expose the fact that she's a woman. Yeah, and I, I did see uh, Rose overcooking the bacon and eggs five times. Uh, <laughs> and your opening scene in the movie where you come in and uh, with the extra key fob. So I did see that five times trying to watch Miss Arizona. Well, you tried. I did I try. <laughs> once you get into it, you'll love it. I swear. When you're doing such amazing classics like Police Academy, like Three Men and a Baby or Cocoon or Short Circuit or even Miss Arizona, do you realize while you're working on them that they're going to be classics? Well, you do get an idea when something's good, um, you know, nothing can stop it. So when you're working on a movie that works, you, you get a feeling, this is, this is really good. And um, I've been fortunate to be in a bunch of those. So I, I'm very, very fortunate in my career. Like when you're filming Police Academy, do you turn to Michael Winslow and say, hey, Mike, these stupid noises you're making, they are going to make you a star? Uh, well, actually, when I first met him, his talent just blew me away. And I knew that he was going to have a big career. And uh, Michael does. Michael uh, Winslow plays comedy clubs all over the world and uh, fills theaters. Um, and, you know, that's the way it is with any piece of art. You know, you get a feeling when you're working on it. Same thing with painting or sculpture or music. You know, you're, you wake up and you start writing a song and you go, I think we got something here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and this is going a, a little ways back, but Three Men and a Baby was one of my favorite movies. Did you ever hear the crazy story about the boy standing in the window? I did, and uh, everyone tells me that that was a ghost. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> if it was, you know, more power to it. <laughs> well, again, Steve, I, I, I don't want to lie to you. Uh, I'm a little disappointed that we didn't get invited to your wedding a few months ago, but congratulations on that. Thank you. You know, I, tr I tried to invite you guys, <laughs> uh, but uh, just came. The, 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 the invitation kept coming back, return to sender. Yeah, same thing with the wedding gift. Uh, but thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you for the charity work that you've done on behalf of not only the homeless, but on behalf of children, uh, plus raising awareness for people who suffer with uh, lymphatic diseases. So thank you for that work as well. Thanks so much for saying that. And uh, this is an important time for people with lymphedema. And, uh, and also, uh, don't forget people on dialysis. Um, there's all kinds of places for people to uh, search out. And if you look at my Twitter, Facebook, or my Instagram pages, you'll learn about lymphedema and learn, learn about uh, dialysis, and there's all kinds of uh, places to help. Just uh, keep going, uh, you know, thinking about the, uh, the Ten Commandments and, uh, and God's favor. Steve Gutenberg, your new movie, Miss Arizona, in select theaters, as well as on demand and digital this Friday. It was an absolute honor talking to you. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me on the show. So, I mean, all good things need to come to an end, just like the Steve Gutenberg interview comes to an end. We're just putting a pin on it, not to say you won't be seeing us around socially or in person. Thank you so much for following <laughs> and subscribing to the Totally Spoiled podcast at Brian Fink at April on air. Namaste. I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.